now that the Steelers are out of their bye week. Can they take on the New Orleans Saints, and can they get the turnaround going? We talked to Brian Batko. I'm Chris Carter. We're both of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. This is the North Shore Drive podcast. If you want insights into the Steelers' locker room and how they're looking before their first game to try to turn their season around against the Saints this weekend, there's no better place to do it than right here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello, welcome to the North Shore Drive Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Brian Batko. We are both of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and this show, the North Shore Drive Podcast, you can find Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right here on this YouTube channel. You can also find it on Odyssey, Apple, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Uh, but do check us out. Subscribe to this YouTube channel if you want all of our all of the daily Pittsburgh Post-Gazette sports content that's coming out all the time here. Like this video if you enjoy it. Brian, how you doing, man? Doing well. Coming to you from the Batco basement, from the dungeon today. Yeah. Uh, just a few minutes ago, my uh, not even three-year-old son yet opened the door and peeked down. So we could have an unexpected guest appearance on the show. Okay. Uh, if he if he comes down, we'll get his thoughts on on Kenny Pickett, um, Andy Dalton, and you know whether the Steelers <laughs> can salvage the season. He actually he, he actually knows now when I ask him. Well, sometimes he he knows if I ask him who the Steelers quarterback is, he says Kenny Pickett. Sometimes oh, wow. sometimes he needs the Kenny to spark his memory, but um yeah, so we're just drilling it into him now. So does 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 your son watch all twenty two film with you? Uh I can't get him to watch like a play of a football <laughs> game, let, let alone chew up the tape. But um yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens. I guess uh I'm sure he'll be watching the game this weekend with the grandparents um, while I'm down at Acrisure Stadium. So, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, it hasn't been a good time to be a, a young Steelers fan. I mean, my daughter's not, you know, she just turned three months. All she knows is the two and six pain. Steelers. Yeah, <laughs> she all just she knows, knows is pain. pain. <laughs> okay, but let's talk about the pain that the Steelers have been going through. And Brian, you know, there's there's the sentiment out there, like some people, and this this isn't based in any fact. This is just fans who are just frustrated, but they say, "Oh, this Steelers team doesn't care," or they're not that. You you see them laughing on the sidelines. They don't actually care about the losing right now. And I just I don't know. When I talk to these guys, I do sense a frustration. Like you and I both talked to Najee Harris, not just this week, but like over the past several weeks. And you could tell him, Kenny Pickett, everybody, the young guys here too. Like, you know, on top of the old guys like Cam Hayward, who are always carrying that torch. There's a it's sense for young like, guys because most of them came from college programs where you never lost. I mean, you know, exactly. you look at Najee Harris, you look at George Pickens. And like you said, even Kenny Pickett is his final year at Pitt. I mean, they were rolling. I mean, it's it's not these guys are not sitting on their hands and just being like, well, there's nothing I can do this year that, you know, we we just stink and I'm just going to just accept that they're that's not the sense that I get at all. From yeah, you, this team. you certainly right, and you and you hope not, because that's the reason they drafted a lot of these guys. You know, Najee Harris wasn't just about picking a running back. It was picking a, a guy who could be a leader in the locker room. Kenny Pickett just wasn't just about picking a quarterback. It was picking a guy who they wanted to lead in the locker room. What have you gotten the sense about if there the, was the, if there's any building resilience going on right now inside this Steelers locker room? It it does seem like a loose group coming off the the buy, and maybe that's kind of just a natural human 
response. You know, you get some time away, you get to decompress. Naturally, you're going to come to work a little bit refreshed. So, I mean, it seems like they've got that going for them. Whereas, you know, towards the end of, um, you know, the end of things, you go back to that Eagles loss. I mean, that, everybody was was feeling pretty down. And, you know, to your point, I, I don't know that the effort waned, but they, they were just, they were downtrodden by the end of that that game. I mean, it was yet another blowout. I think, you know, people were, you hope not pointing fingers, but uh, people weren't sure where they were going to go from there. And then they trade Chase Claypool. And I asked Cam Hayward about that yesterday morning. And he's like, you know, nobody's spirits in here are changed. You know, we, we still have a job to do, essentially. They didn't expect the trade to happen, but uh, it is an opportunity for other guys. And this second half of the season is is going to be interesting from that standpoint. And yeah, who is ready to kind of step up and, and make sure that this thing doesn't go off the rails? Absolutely. We want to remind you, we're brought to you by the Accuture Fan Advantage, which is the power to project one of our post-cadet Steelers beat writers into your home or office. Using augmented reality, you can get the exclusive pregame breakdown from a Steelers expert standing right in your living room. Get the latest insights on starting lineups, key matchups, and critical stats at postdeskgazette.com slash Accuture Fan Advantage. No apps or downloads, just insider access to Steelers updates at postdeskgazette.com slash Accuture Fan Advantage and get a real edge on this week's action. Brian, and I'll tell no, you, we, Chris, one other guy who I talked to about this that I think is relevant, Miles Jack. Ooh. His first six seasons in the league with the Jaguars, mm-hmm. they finished last in their division five of those times. Now, the other wow. time, they won well, the, the, beat the Steelers. Out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and nearly made the Super Bowl. And as we know, um, you know, ran roughshod over the Steelers I, along I, the way. I still say Miles Jack was robbed. When he picked up that fumble, he would have scored a touchdown. They would have beat the Patriots. They would have went to the Super Bowl. But they were playing the Patriots, and that was the that was the problem. <laughs> that is quite an N if L uh, to yeah. you know pay homage to our man Dave, Dave Damashek. I don't know. Maybe he's even done that one. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. So anyway, you know, I was talking to Miles Jack about it, and like I said to him, look, I know you. One of the the big things for you when you came here in the off season, you wanted to come to a winning organization. You felt like it was gonna you know kind of revitalize you a little bit, and Unfortunately, the flip side of that is you were not with a winning organization for the first six years of your career. So I have to ask you, you know, what sense do you get from this team that is in that, again, unfortunately for Miles Jack, familiar position of being in the basement like I am right now, um, you know, in the standings. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, you know, I I have been there. I've been on teams where guys just say, ah, crap, I got to go to work today. I'm just going to mail it in. But he says he feels like this locker room, everybody's wondering, how can I get better today? What can I do tonight to study more? So, you know, take it for take it for what it's worth. You know, maybe, maybe a grain of salt or maybe you do think that he's um, the right guy to speak on the attitude he senses in that locker room. But he says it's been really, really smooth for guys uh, kind of stay in the course through all these struggles. I think that that it has to be smooth. This team is going to – there has to be something about, about this team that gets it turned around. And, and you know what? This is the thing. And I, I talked to Arthur Motes earlier this week on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, and he was talking about how, you know, there was a stretch in 2016 where they went 2-5, and five, and that led to them being 4-5. and five, And he said Mike Tomlin buckled down. Like Mike Tomlin – he said, normally Mike Tomlin, he wants to hear what you think. He wants to be nice. He wants to he wants to consider what you're what you're working on and and and, and your perspective on things. That's easy said, to do when you're five and two. <laughs> exactly. When yeah. you're when you're winning, he he want he hears you out because you're because you know what? You're earning that right. But he says when you start losing like that, 
Mike Tomlin, he starts he starts fining you for every little thing. Oh, you were five minutes early to a meeting? Guess what? You're supposed to be eight minutes early to a meeting. Oh, I told you to be on this on this line at this point at 2 p.m. so that we can get drill started. Oh, your feet weren't on the line? That's fifteen hundred dollars. He was telling he was giving me all this insight. And I, I do wonder, is Mike Tomlin doing that to this team right now? Or is 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 he putting that kind of pressure on these guys privately? Because you know that team was different. That team had a lot of Marquise Pouncey's, David DeCastro, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I mean, know. I was just gonna say, I, I was wondering that last night while I was writing this story. Like, mm-hmm. you know, with Tomlin, I'd love to, well, you'd love to be inside his head anytime, but especially now because as much as he puts on this front at his press conferences that hey, I've been here before. There's not much I haven't seen in the NFL, right? I've even been two and six before, but also you know he's a guy that evolves and tries to grow with each experience and each passing year and he always says each season is different each group of men is different so I mean I would like to know kind of deep down how he is handling it's unprecedented in the sense that sure you've you've been with this record before but never with a rookie quarterback starting never with this much youth on offense um you know never with all these moving parts so uh, I, I would be curious to know if, you know, inject him with some truth serum. Uh, what is he learning from this? How is he adapting? What is he changing, if anything? Or is he trying to be the same consistent guy day in and day out? I guess that's the the balance any coach tries to find. And that's the the fine line that you you try to walk with any given team. Absolutely. We'll talk more about that fine line that he's walking and the injuries the Steelers have. Guys coming back and guys not coming back. We'll talk about that in just a minute here on the North Shore Drive podcast here from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. But first, we got to talk to you about our great sponsors. First of all, Liquid Death. Y'all know about Liquid Death. I've been talking about it every week on this show. Y'all better be getting some Liquid Death because all Liquid Death is is the best mountain spring water brand out there. It comes in a tall boy can just like a beer. It looks like a Miller Lite, but when you gulp it down, it's just fresh ice cold water. When you put it in the fridge or put it in the cooler, it's awesome and if you just need nice refreshing water without that plastic taste that you get from a normal plastic water bottle this is the route to go and why do they call it liquid death it's because it's here to murder your thirst and it's here to murder plastic pollution all over the planet because 10 percent of the profits from every can sold go to fight plastic pollution all across the globe so go get some liquid death right now it's refreshing it's 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 ice cold when you put it in the fridge it's a great option for you and you can go get liquid death at target get 7-Eleven, your local county fair, or you can find a local Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool located at liquiddeath.com slash shore. That's liquiddeath.com slash shore. We're also brought to you by Valley Pool and Spa. Wouldn't it be nice if the holidays were stress-free? You can get a hot tub, a swim spa, or a sauna from Valley Pool and Spa, which will help you feel like it is. Relax and soak in a hot tub or swim spa from Valley Pool and Spa before the, the snow flies. Ref- refresh and rejuvenate in a f- f- Finlayo sauna that is sure to melt your stress away faster than Frosty in Aruba. Save big now on all in-stock hot tubs, swim spas, and hot tubs by visiting valleypoolspa.com. That's valleypoolspa.com. Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast, I'm Chris Carter. He's Brian Batko. We are both of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. And Brian, let's talk about more about this, this situation. Like you talked about, you know, where is Mike Tomlin? Is he is he is he towing the line? Is he being extra aggressive on these guys? Is he kind of being Mister Con- Mister Consistency? You know, there was a really cool clip 
I, I forget you know which service aired it, but there was a really cool clip after Kenny Pickett threw two fourth quarter interceptions to the Miami Dolphins. They lose the game. Um, you know, they had a chance to they had multiple chances to win it. You see him walking off the field, and Mike Tomlin walks up to him and says, Keep your head up. You know, it's like in, in, in the tough times, you got to keep your head up and keep looking forward and keep fighting. And that's like the, that is the that is the mentality you need your guys to have, and especially a young rookie. And part of me was was wondering, was this what Mike Tomlin wanted Kenny Pickett to go through to learn what these hard moments are like, to learn what it takes to all, all the things that it takes to win a game in the NFL and see how he reacts to it. And I think that's a big part of this is how does Kenny Pickett look in the second half of the season? Now that he's had a bye week, some time to kind of look back at his mechanics, look back at his basics, study himself a little bit more. How does he come out in this? When you get when you talk to Kenny Pickett, when you hear him speak, Brian, what is the where where do you think his mindset is right now as a quarterback? Yeah, I mean the, the ups and downs of this thing that you mentioned there, I mean that's that's unavoidable, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure Tomlin wishes he would have uh, rattled off 15 straight uh well i guess it could have been 15 like ben but uh wishes he could have rattled off uh however many uh, you know he came in in week four so 13 wins in a row uh to to finish off the season but that was never realistic uh so he knew that there was going to be this this bumpy ride for Pickett, and i think that's also a big reason why they drafted him in the first place right i mean they, they believe in this guy as a uh, as a leader, as somebody who's mentally tough, I, th- I think Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert both mentioned that when they picked him. And you know, let, let's be honest; they they know that Pickett's not—he's not the fastest guy. He doesn't have the most arm talent. He doesn't have the the biggest pure arm. And in in this particular draft, you know, he wasn't the the most athletic either at that position. But they believed in the intangibles with him, and and that's where this needs to kick in now. And you know, hey, I'm maybe it won't be seen until later in his career you know Matt Canada for whatever stock you want to put into what he has to say at this embattled point in his season on Thursday was talking about it's all about Kenny Pickett taking bad mistakes off tape and correcting it fixing it going forward and then he still thinks he's going to have a tremendous second half of the season and a tremendous career so this is kind of where it begins you know you, you got to see how he responds from this adversity it's it's not unusual for him he's gone through it at the college level but hasn't necessarily gone through it to this degree in quite a while because we knew that he had hit his stride uh, those last couple years and especially his final season at Pitt. So he's kind of relearning how to recalibrate here. And that's what he talked about, uh, you know, Wednesday after practice, that he didn't go home for the bye week. He didn't go back to New Jersey. He didn't go on vacation with, uh, you know, the fiance. He Mm. stayed at the facility, put in a lot of work to try to to right this ship. And I do think he's going to, have a better second half one with the experience that he has under his belt now. And two, you're just going to get some easier opponents than, than you've had to this point. The strength of schedule is not nearly the same and it, it all should add up to, to Kenny Pickett and making hay here over these final nine games. I, I certainly think that that would be a heck of a story if he makes some hay here. And it, I think it could really start with the New Orleans Saints. They're not a good football team. They're coming on a short week. They're coming. They're traveling to Pittsburgh. You know, there's there's a lot of things that line up at this. The defense has not been as dominant this year as, as I thought that Saints team was going to be a little bit better because I thought their defense would be able to clamp down on a lot more opponents, even if Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston were starting. Uh, but they haven't done that so far. And I think that this other, is other than the Raiders. Yeah, they did shut, <laughs> shut out the Raiders, but I mean, I mean, I don't know what's going on in Vegas. And, you know, oh, obviously man. Baltimore made them look uh, look very uh, human, to say the yeah. least, last week. Then again, you know, Lamar Jackson can do that to 
even the best of, of defenses. So I, I I agree there. But let's let's also talk about the injury situation the Steelers have. Chris Boswell sent to injured reserve. Uh, basically, Matt, Matt Matt Wright's gonna be there. Do you get a sense that this is a temporary injured reserve or this is a season injured reserve? I don't get the sense that it's long term, but you know those soft tissue injuries and you know the groin issues can can definitely be tricky. Boswell's dealt with it before. Mm-hmm. Matthew Wright is somebody who, when when they signed him to the fifty three, you figured okay, they're they're not going to waste an active roster spot on him for at least three weeks if Chris Boswell is is going to avoid IR, and ultimately that's not what happened. So the kicking game, you know, it's it's low on the list of yeah. <laughs> of problems right now for the Steelers. I, although at the same time, you know the the margin of error for them is is so slim that yeah, one botched extra point, uh, let alone a goal, can can turn results, can can turn the outcome of games. So there there will be, I'm sure, some pressure packed kicks for Matthew Wright, but uh, he he seems to be a much better kicker than the undrafted free agent from UCF that the Steelers dealt with a few years ago out at Latrobe. So. Uh, that's that's obviously one thing to monitor here at, for at least the next four games, which Chris Boswell has to sit out. But I'll also be curious, uh, you know, later today, I'm, I'm going to be heading down to the facility as soon as we wrap up here. Chris, is Miles Jack going to be back out on the yeah, practice field? Big question. Is, is William Jackson going to be mm-hmm. able to go? I That doesn't look good. Our co-worker Jerry Dulac reported last night uh, with a tweet that Jackson's probably not going to make his Steelers debut this Sunday against the Saints. So, uh, there are some lingering issues, no doubt about it. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a big day for them injury-wise. Uh, it was good to see Larry Ogunjobi back yeah. in limited fashion because he he can be a difference maker up front. That knee and, and before that, the back have been giving him uh, some problems. So if, if he's able to go Sunday, that that certainly helps cause as well, the cause as well. But of course, the big deal is T.J. Watt. Everyone, you know, Jerry Dulac reported he'd be back. He'd be back this week after the bye week. Um, you know, and there was there was rumors spreading around because he was seen in sweats and sh- in sweats and a hoodie on uh, on 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 Thursday. So is he playing? Is he not playing? Is he sitting out? And, and but, the interesting thing about that is because he's on IR, they do not have to give an injury they, report. They don't so have you, to say anything about. You it. You have to assume, right, Chris? You've been around this a while. There's a little yes. bit of gamesmanship going on here, right? Yes. I mean. Could have easily activated him at the beginning of the week. And at that point, you would be subject to, is he full? Is he limited? Is he getting a rest day? Is, did mm-hmm. something happen? Did he aggravate it? So um, so that'll be interesting to see whether he talks after practice today. We know he did two weeks ago before the Eagles game and still ultimately took another game off. Terrell Austin, I, you know, I think from listening to him Thursday that it sounded like TJ was going to play, but he did throw in there at the end. We'll get what we can out of him if he's available. So, yeah, I mean, maybe this isn't the, an open and shut case. Listen, Brian, I've been dealing with Pat Narduzzi the last three years. Yeah, uh, yeah I, you know how I, that goes. I, like, this is, getting almost as bad at this point, though. He, 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 they, 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 don't, they do not want you to know who's available and who not, who's not. And, it, you know, there's smart gamesmanship to it. Like, if I don't got to tell you which of my best players are available so you can't game for them, I don't have to tell you. And when someone's on injured reserve, also the other aspect of this is, is that, you don't take a person off injury reserve until as late as you need to, because they can work with you. They can be running first team the whole right. time. Like Demonte KZ was taken off injury reserve, I believe Wednesday, right? He had and, to be because his window um, and, was right. His window it, was it, open three weeks ago, Thursday. Exactly. So here's the thing is that by, by they, they could have done that Sunday. They could have done that Monday, but by keeping him on IR, they were able to kind of keep whoever else on the, they didn't have to make another roster move. There's, there, there's other guys on the roster that they're looking at and saying, okay, can he help on special teams? Can he help here? Can he help there? And then 
on the last day, it's like, all right, now, DeMonte, you're promoted. Now we have to make a move and, and get rid of this guy. I think they're doing the same thing with TJ. It's just, you know what? We're keeping everything hidden. You don't know if he's actually going to be back, how much he's going to play, if he is back. Meanwhile, there's one other guy on the roster we're able to get like a couple of extra days of looking at. And then when we're good and ready, then we're going to activate him. Yeah. I think that, that's all that's going on here. T I wouldn't be surprised if TJ Watt gets activated literally by the time we finish recording this. And then we're going to say, crap, we got to record this again. See, I think they'll probably just wait until the 4 p.m. Saturday deadline that makes for, sense. You know, for your roster moves on Sunday. Um, that's generally how they do it. And the other thing, too, you know, they did cut Ryan Anderson. Well, they waived Ryan Anderson yeah. on Tuesday, which was a pretty good indication that all the optimism surrounding T.J. Watt was uh, was real. Um, but, hey, you know, we, we know these things are, are difficult sometimes. And he's a, a guy, a classic case. Sometimes you have to save him from himself, right? Make sure he doesn't overdo it or rush back. But, yeah, I, I certainly expect him to play. I would be surprised otherwise. But you never know. So uh, we'll, you know, obviously keep uh, keep your eyes on on the Post Gazette website for the updates uh, later today, and you know I'll be there at, at practice. So uh, check in with my Twitter and and see what's going on with TJ Watt's status. Absolutely, do check in with with Brian Batko and all of our reporters, Jerry Do like Rayfield Apollo, who and what they're saying at Steelers practice on Friday and Saturday. We'll see what's everything's going on there. But first, before we get to our predictions, we have to talk about Yinzes in the Berg. Yinzes in the Berg is the number one place for you to go and get your Pittsburgh sports apparel. If you if you want to celebrate the return of TJ Watt, go get yourself some TJ Watt gear. If you want a Matthew Wright jersey. And there's a Matthew Wright jersey. There's there's gonna be very few places that you can find Matthew Wright here. Yinz in the Berg probably going to be the only one of the places in the world. And you can find not they'll find a way to get it for you. They'll find a way to get it for you. And there's two two shops that they have in the in the strip district legendary places where you can go find all the pittsburgh sports apparel steelers pirates penguin pit everything is up in there when you go to yunz's in the bird and it's easy to find them in the strip district or if you can't make it to the strip district you're not from the pittsburgh area and you just love pittsburgh sports well yunzerspgh.com is the place for you to go you go there they're a growing online store that grows every single week so check out all their gear at yunzerspgh.com for yunz's in the bird your number one place for pittsburgh sports apparel accessories and much, much more. Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast, I'm Chris Carter. He's Brian Batko. Brian, it's time to talk Steelers Saints specifics now. The Saints, like I said, they are they are a bit, they they are underachieving a bit. Um, and I wouldn't say by too much because I didn't expect them to make too much noise this year. They didn't go out and get a quarterback that was going to change their, you know, their situation. You know, Michael Thomas is on injury reserve. Jarvis Landry can't get healthy. You know, this is this is a, this is a team that you know, and, and they're still dealing with the post Sean Payton era. Um, you know, and, and what's going on there. But this is this is a team that I think there are situations lined up for the Steelers now to be able to pull this off. You know, you get it. They're coming into uh, coming onto this game on a short week. They're traveling to to Pittsburgh. The Steelers are coming off a bye week. Mike Tomlin has won the the the, the game after the bye week for five straight seasons. This is lined up for the Steelers to do this, but it will come down to I think Kenny Pickett. Najee Harris in the run game, can they just find something going on there? And can the defense be dumb? Can they take away Alvin Kamara? If they take away Alvin Kamara, I have a hard time seeing Andy Dalton light them up with the weapons that the, 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 the Saints have at their disposal. I really think it comes down to those factors enough. They just need the offense to do just enough in this game. Don't turn the ball over a whole bunch. Get, have a, have like two or three drives where you just put, you know, you have good 
you know, long, long drives or a, a big play there, here, here, or there somewhere. I think the longest Steelers touchdown this year has been eight, eight from eight yards out. And that yep. was the Mitch Trubisky pass uh, to Pat Fryermuth. They need something like that, a spark somewhere on offense, and they need the defense to play at a high level. What do you, what do you think their chances are at doing that to, uh, on Sunday? I think they've got a chance. I, I do think it's going to be tough to run it on the saints i mean you know you you watch uh their their front i mean demario davis is still really good i mean he's yeah. shooting those gaps and, and getting in there that that could be an advantage against the steelers offensive line but maybe not as pronounced because as you alluded to earlier in the show actually you just flat out mentioned it chris good job by you the saints are coming off a monday night game the steelers yeah. are coming off uh, the the bye week so uh really an inequity in in the scheduling there so if one team ever should be fresh and ready to go and the other should be uh, beleaguered a bit it's this week, so maybe the Steelers can get some push up front with uh, a group that has been the same all year. Consistency with that O line, for better or worse, and uh, you know if there were any nagging injuries or guys banged up, hopefully they they were able to get that uh, treated during the off week, and, and they should be uh, replenished uh, for to face the Saints. So um, you know they they can do some things up front for sure with Cam Jordan, Shy Tuttle. You know those guys have. Have been around a long time. I don't know if Pete Werner is going to play. I guess his status is in question right now. Their other inside linebacker, he mm-hmm. flies to the football as well, though. So if he's healthy, um, you know, it could be tough sledding for Najee Harris. I just think it's a game that Kenny Pickett has to play really well. I think he's going to have to be sharp. I think Dennis Allen, their head coach, who's longtime DC in this league, he's he's going to know how to scheme it up against a rookie quarterback who still hasn't seen a ton at the NFL level. You know, there's going to be disguises that he has to deal with. Tyron Matthew is going to be ball hawking. As you know, he's going to take chances. So sometimes mm-hmm. you can take advantage of that, but other times he might jump around and get you. So uh, it's it's going to be really fascinating to watch uh, from that X's and O's perspective. And when you look at the Saints offense, very curious what Taysom Hill is going to do in this game. We yeah. probably write and talk too much about a guy who plays about a third of the snaps. Like I went up to Arthur Millette to talk about him the other day, and he's like, why is everybody asking me about Taysom Hill? Like he's He's a wildcat quarterback. They're, they don't do that much with him. He might throw a little seam ball on you, but just smash the run. That's easier said than done. We've seen him pop off at times mm-hmm. earlier this year, and he's just a unique guy that is is fun to watch. Uh, you know, at any time, but you know, it adds another layer of intrigue to this game. It does not add an air, layer of intrigue. We'll see how that how that plays out. I just. I look at this game and I see what the Saints, you know, have on offense. I, I just, I think this is a game where the Steelers' defense, when you know, when when looking at their injuries, when looking at, uh, you know, the things they they, they need Larry Ogunjobi to be back. I think they do need Miles Jack to be back. But even even if they even if those guys aren't, this is a game where Cam Hayward, Devin Bush, those guys, they have to find a way to limit the run game. You cannot allow this Saints offense to be balanced this week. And I think if you do that, you force Andy Dalton to have to throw a lot more in more predictable situations. And he did not look good. I mean, I watched some of that Ravens yeah. game. I mean, he, he looked, looked like Andy Dalton at the end of the road, man. He's sailing passes and over guys' heads in the end zone. Yeah. You know, if you know, Chris Olave is a baller now. Like, yeah, he if, is. If the Steelers don't to use Mike Tomlin's words from Philly, keep a lid on it. Um, you know, they could hurt him over the top, but you know, they that's also contingent on Andy Dalton getting it there to him. So I'm sure Olave will do his, you know, he'll get his work underneath regardless. I do think the Steelers will place an emphasis on um, you know, playing cover two or whatever they have to do to make sure that they don't have another AJ Brown type of day happening right. against them, but uh, that that could lead to the Saints, you know, possessing the ball, putting long drives together, and just nickel and diming them down the field.
We'll see. Andy Dalton doing that. I've I've heard from my man Ross Jackson, who hosts the Locked On Saints podcast. He was telling me like, Chris, this is Andy Dalton's last straw. Like like he he said it, it's like, his oh, last what? charge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is this this is Dalton's last charge. And he says if this, if it goes bad this week, this is going to be Jameis Winston. It's going to be Jameis Winston after after that. So. I'm also intrigued. Do we see a desperate Andy Dalton? Because this is probably his last shot. I mean, he might get another job in the NFL, but like, you know, he kind of lucked his way into being able to get this kind of playing time from the Saints just because of you know injuries and and bad play at the quarterback position. I'm not sure how many more chances you get at that in a career, especially with how long he's been in the NFL. So I'm really interested to see how does he take take on this game. Is he a little bit more aggressive, knowing that you know he does he might not have. He has everything to lose, and so he kind of has to prove himself in that moment. We'll see if the Steelers' pressure can get to him. If TJ Watts back, that could you know can the pressure revive itself because they have not been getting at, getting after the quarterback without him on the field. And if All Watts means, back, he's got to go up against a, a right tackle for the Saints that he knows very well, Ryan Ramchick yeah, from yep. Wisconsin. They were yep. both uh, first rounders in the same year, twenty seventeen. So it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So a couple Badgers going at it, but and also the biggest X factor for the Saints, yeah. Chris. The shout out that I have to give oh, no. JP Holtz, oh. fullback slash tight end, Shaler High School, my former basketball. I knew teammate it. I should have the Titans. He's cracking dudes when they line him up. Uh, you know, he's on special teams. Just a do it all, gritty lunch pail guy. Mm-hmm. Could be the difference maker Sunday at Acrisure Stadium. I'm sure you had to shout that. What's his play snap percentage? Uh, I don't have that off the top of my head, <laughs> but he does all the little things and anything they ask him to do. Don't sleep on him. They do have like 10 tight ends, Chris. Like they've got a uh, Jawan Johnson from Penn state converted receiver, Adam Troutman from Dayton. Uh, is Nick Vanette still there? They no, I think, Vanette I think Nick Vanette's gone. I think he's, okay. he's on his 12th team now or something like that, but, but you are right. They do keep a lot of tight ends and I don't understand how that roster is constructed, but all that being <laughs> said, Hill's a tight end technically. Yeah, he's, he's, he is. He's actually a great fantasy pickup. Like, like if you, yeah, can, I picked it, him up for my wife's team actually earlier this year and that wait, game that he balled out with four touchdowns or whatever was fantastic. Wait, you manage your wife's team. Yeah. She's, she's checked out. I'm like, do you, can you name anybody on your team? She's like, uh, she wouldn't be able to name Taysom Hill. I'll tell you that right now. She might. She also has Kamara, so this is a big, a big game for her oh. this week. But it's a free league. Uh, I would, I would much rather, like you know, have my guys in my own teams excel, and and I don't have any Saints, so I'm not too worried about that. There we go. Let's get our predictions in here. What you got? Who's going to win the game? What's your final score? Yeah, I mean everything I mentioned earlier about feeling like Kenny Pickett is is going to come out of this bye week sharp and you know, fix some of those mistakes. And then one thing you mentioned is that the, the picks that he has thrown hasn't been an issue with what he's seeing. He doesn't feel like he's misreading coverages. He's just, they're, they're physical mistakes, essentially. At, at least that's how he sees it. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I would tend to agree with him on that. And you could argue whether that's more or less concerning, I guess, for a young quarterback, a rookie. Do you want to make in the mental or the physical, um, you know, gaffes? So, I do think he's going to play well. I think he's going to have his best game yet. You know, some would say that's a low bar to clear for him, but uh, I think he's going to play mistake-free football. He's going to keep it away from the Saints, maybe even toss a couple touchdowns, and this Steelers defense, you know, rejuvenated to some degree, even with some of the injuries going on. I'll go Steelers 21, Saints 17. 
I'm going uh, you know low, a little bit low, lower scoring than that. I'm saying 17-13 Steelers. I think that you're, you're right. If the K pick and make some plays in this game, but asking the Steelers will not try to ask him to do too much. I think the defense has a good day. TJ Watts back. Uh, one thing to look at: the Steelers are 11 and two in the last two seasons when he plays 60 percent of the snaps or more. That's ridiculous. If he plays 60% of the snaps or more, I think they're 12 and 2 after this game. And I think that he, because he gets after Andy Dalton, that frees up Cam Hayward and Alex Highsmith to do more. And that allows the secondary to be it to prey on what they're doing. Also, I really think DeMonte KZ's return is a lot bigger than people are, are, are new realize because I think that there were a lot of packages that we saw in training camp they have not been able to use since. And that's going to allow for a lot more disguises, a lot more challenges and protections to attack, to attack the, the offenses in different ways. Yeah, he's a good tackle. Tackler, and he, um, his ball skills are, are right up. I mean, as soon as mm-hmm. he steps on the field, he will have some of the best ball skills in the Steelers secondary. And, yep. you know, anybody who watched the Eagles game know they, knows they need a little bit of playmaking on the ball right now from their defensive backs. They absolutely do. We'll see if that happens at Acrisure Stadium. 1 p.m. Sunday. Be there because we will be. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette will be out in force. Thanks again for checking out the North Shore Drive podcast here on the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette YouTube page, podcast page, wherever you're getting this content. Know that you can listen to it anywhere. You can also watch it on YouTube. Thanks for checking us out. We'll be back Monday with Ray Fittipato breaking down what happened in this game and getting his grades and responses. And is this the start of the turnaround? Find out this weekend and then get all the recap right here on the North Shore Drive podcast after the game. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just $6, click the link down below in the description. Llegaron los Propane Days a Lowe's. Desde ahora hasta el 16 de junio, los miembros MVPs de Lowe's reciben un 20% de reembolso en pintura con una tarjeta de regalo electrónica de Lowe's por compras de pinturas elegibles de 100 dólares o más. Lleva la nueva y exclusiva pintura HGTV Home de Sherwin-Williams Specride para interiores. Lowe's sabe de pros. Aplican exclusiones, restricciones y más términos. Visita Lowe's.com diagonal L diagonal Pro Loyalty Terms. Sujeto a cambios.